Business on Board with Kerry Herford-Jones. When you're out on the water, you need to depend on the information to hand in order to navigate safely to your destination. There are, of course, many choices of publisher, both digital and printed, but few publishers can boast over two centuries of history behind them. And that's why I'm delighted today to be joined by the Managing Director of Imray, Lucy Wilson. Following an arts degree and a career in arts and publishing, Lucy went on to grow a startup business from just two clients to working with a number of major art museums. Following that, she worked for an international arts and culture book publisher prior to joining the family firm of Imray. Lucy, thanks very much indeed for joining us for today's podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Perhaps you could just tell us, first of all, how the business came about. In the mid-1700s, there was a naval mariner called uh, Ralph Wilson from Northumberland, um, and he had connections to naval and merchant shipping in London. His sons and grandsons were based there, and they became involved in early publishing of nautical charts and books. So direct descendants of the family then worked with the Inbrays, Lorries and Norries that made up the other founders of the company. And I'm one of the eighth generation of the Wilson family to run Inbray. Yeah, and my father, Willie, still the chairman. Wow, eighth eighth generation. That's a heck of a history behind you. Yeah, it's it the, the company's got a long history and it's an interesting one. It's you know, it started with uh, nautical publishers and instrument makers in London. They amalgamated in the three three private companies amalgamated in nineteen oh four when the government made it law to carry official charts on ships. So they obviously realised that they probably couldn't compete with that and they, they joined together and made Imray, Laurie, Norrie and Wilson as it is today. So before then, they operated in the London Docklands, mainly around merchant shipping. There's quite a nice story in that Charles Dickens walked past Norrie and Wilson's shop on Leadenhall Street. He took a liking to our shop sign. That m- model of a midshipman is still our company logo today. So, you know, he- he's an important person. <laughs> I mean, whether that's true or apocryphal, I don't know. But that, do you know what? That's just lovely. What a great connection. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> there, there are all sorts of interesting connections. I think one of Shackleton's navigators from the Antarctic expedition ended up working with the company doing yacht deliveries for us in the 1930s. So there are all sorts of kind of funny little connections wow. that are connected to the history of of leisure yachting and and that that historical that historical background i mean it's made the company what it is today but clearly you've got this whole section on the history of the company is that is that available for people to read is that online yeah we actually published a book about to to coincide with our centenary in 2004 um so that's available for sale but we're going to increasingly make more information available online about that and that two-way traffic is really important to any business but i would suggest probably critical to your business about hearing what it is people want and then doing something with that information absolutely and we um you know we have these kind of long-standing relationships with customers some some of our customers have been around for 40 or 50 years and we talk to them frequently on the phone and obviously through social media and um, I think one of the beauties of being a small family-run company is that you get that kind of personal tailored service and those relationships with with customers and, of course, more than just customers, with with the sailors that are contributing to the products as well and helping us to make the products. So, Lucy, that really gives some depth to the whole thing and you obviously need uh, in this kind of business to have that kind of depth as a business. But how do you, as an independent family-owned company, how do you compete with the big 
government funded uh, offices and the big tech companies that have such a presence in the marine world? Well, we actually work with some of them rather than competing directly against them, although we do also compete, I guess. Um, we license data to them and we distribute products for them as well. So, yeah, there's quite a, a close relationship. Um, we, in terms of our own products, try not to complete, compete directly with them because they're so much bigger than we are. And we try and find the gaps and niches between what they do and serve information to customers in, in those gaps. So we, you know, we, we work to complement them as well as to compete with them. It must be difficult to keep ahead of the game, but that's really what you've got to do in terms of the digital world we now live in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you, you end up keeping ahead of the game by talking to people, I think, and by putting yourself out there, getting feedback, trying new things. Obviously, we're known for our paper products, but increasingly mm. our digital products are growing. We've got a range of apps that we, you know, they're, they're tailored to leisure sailors. We, we're constantly dipping our toes into new markets as well. So rather than just yachtsmen, we or yachtsmen and women, we also make products that might be appealing to canoeists or kayakers mm, or um, okay. stand-up paddleboarders. So, you know, I think the, the yachting mm. market is changing at the moment um, due to people's lifestyles. People perhaps aren't going cruising for such long periods of time. The way they want to consume information is changing. So by trying new formats like podcasts or like the live series of talks with our authors that we did over the recent lockdown on Facebook. You know, we're, we're, we're constantly trying new things and I think that that helps us to innovate. For those who don't know us so well, our current range, um, which has been developed through years of innovation, is about 110 pilot books and cruising guides which cover waters worldwide, um, 250 chart packs and atlases, um, digital versions of all of the above and um, a suite of apps for navigation so a tides planner and a navigator app and also some kind of smaller reference apps like um, rules and signals and chart symbols um, and we are also a distributor for the um, Admiralty uh, Norwegian Hydrographic Office and Sean the French Hydrographic Office so we print their charts on demand and distribute products for them and we also distribute products for other book publishers, so things like Reed's Almanac, we happily distribute. Somebody coming into this world, if you like, and as you quite rightly say, from all walks of life now and from all sorts of sport on the water, what's the what's the, the win for them using your products perhaps against others, would you say? Well, I suppose, first of all, there's our long history and our kind of solid expertise. Um, I think that there are lots of new players in this market who don't have that background and the, the the network and the range of links and input that they can get to contribute to products mm. in my products are tailored for leisure sailors so we're not we're not aimed at commercial shipping which is primarily what the hydrographic offices are so we've been able to develop products over many many years that are really clear and easy to use they're top quality you know in cartography is often held up as the standard to which others follow, we, we aim to make them intuitive. So, our, you know, our, our chart colours are intuitive. We use green for land, dark blue for deep sea, pale blue as it gets shallower. Th things which might seem obvious, but actually have been developed over centuries. 
it seems like it's obvious sometimes, but actually that is what is needed, particularly when, you know, perhaps you're a bit tired or how can we put this? You reach a certain time in your life when perhaps the eyesight isn't as good <laughs> as it used to be. Uh, you need these strong, vibrant colours. You need this clarity. And that seems to me what you have been able to do. Yeah, and I suppose that comes from the fact that we've got a real range of expertise in work, working directly for Emory. So our staff team consists of people who have degrees in geography and geographic information systems, but we also have quite a strong element of design and editorial knowledge. So, you know, someone with a typography degree who understands how the word is presented on a page and those little details all add up and they make a really good quality product that is beyond just the kind of presentation of raw data which you sometimes get when you crowdsource information perhaps. So you've you've been doing a a range of profiles recently I've noticed on social media about some of the people that that, that are behind the Imray name. What what is that combination? You talked there a few referenced uh, a few people there that work uh, for the company. They are the people that make the company different aren't they? Yeah absolutely and I think it's it's that combination of skills and expertise that makes Imre what it is. And we've then also got this much wider network of authors who are expert sailors or experts in subjects like tides that mm. they work with the, the in-house team here. So I think always Imre has been about collaboration and um, that kind of collaboration sparks off really exciting new ideas and products quite often. And of course... You know, that that combined with quite a strong editorial hand means that we can then also comply to kind of regulatory standards. And it means that we can be the only private publisher whose products are approved for use by the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency, for example. So there's a real sense of that experience and knowledge being able to provide something that the customers can really trust. And you've referenced, we've referenced a couple of times now already during this podcast about what it is that sets Imre apart from others, because it is a a competitive world, whatever business you're in, it's a competitive world. And it is about others coming into the, the into the marketplace uh, and clearly disrupting it. So staying one step ahead is not only a, is not only a requirement, it is a necessity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we constantly trying to try to do our own kind of disruption of the company in a way. So, you know, we, we don't like to stand still too much. We've in recent years moved from printing charts on a huge mm. litho press, which involved lots of, you know, lots of very specialist skills, but also huge long print runs, which meant we couldn't update things as often. But we've actually been working with Hewlett Packard and really pushing the limits of what wide format digital printing technology can do. So we work with a a paper mill in Germany and they've developed a special water resistant coating that allows us to fix water-based inks onto a page and offer waterproof or water resistant printed charts. Um, So there, there are always new technologies that come up through the company that help us to to disrupt not only ourselves but the kind of wider market and you're almost to a point then of producing some of this chart work some of these charts to order yeah absolutely i think there's a a a big trend for customization and people wanting customized products so i suppose a good example of that is what the ordnance survey do with land mapping where Mm. you can click on a postcode and then you can get a printed map Sent, sent to you with your own cover design, your own photo on the cover. And I think that that's probably the direction that Imre are going to go in in future. I think the, the technology is moving in the direction to enable us to do that. 
That's really exciting and and that novel approach in some ways, but it's based on a huge depth of knowledge. And that knowledge, as you've already said a few times, is based on this collaborative approach with the contributors. So let's talk a little bit about them because it almost sounds to me like, you know, your team is there in your head office, but they're actually spread all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think our our team are really the people who can distill what the people out there on the water are doing. So they, um, you know, there there are obviously expert sailors like Rod and Lou Heichel that we've worked with for a long time, Tom Cunliffe, going even further back, people like Don Street, who was really there in the Caribbean when the charter market was growing in the Caribbean in the 60s and 70s. And we then take the information that they research and we make it digestible and presentable to the customer so you know we know exactly we're, we're a kind of conduit i guess we're taking yes. what the sailors have found and we're taking what the customers want and mixing those two together and that's a huge amount of work i mean you know someone like uh, tom cunliffe who i've met a few times he he's actively updating literally every day almost sometimes it seems yeah i think you know these these sailors have all obviously got their own expert networks and long-term relationships with sailing clubs um, harbour masters all of all of those things mm. so they constantly feed information to us and our customers do actually as well and i think that that's that's one of the nice things about the relationships we have with customers you know someone can phone us up and say or email us and say um you know i've, I've spotted that this has changed is that reflected on your charts and we're again we're agile enough to be able to make that check that to make the the change whereas for a hydrographic office it might take months to go through the system and be updated yeah nim- nimble yeah. of feet and we're talking now about what the the plans are going forward some of the things you've been doing and i referenced earlier uh, about profiling of your staff you've also been having a bit of fun on the social media channels with uh, interactive quizzes and about getting people to look at the symbols and try and uh, work out or try and remember what those symbols actually signify. Uh, that, how's that going for you? Yeah, we've had really good feedback about that, actually. We've um, obviously started this off partly driven by lockdown and knowing that people wouldn't be able to get out on the water this summer. And we wanted to present information in kind of yeah exciting and engaging ways. So we did things like an A to Z of nautical terms on various different sailing groups. And we we were really astounded by the interest in that. We've already got a few apps which offer kind of slightly educational aspects. So a a chart symbols app and a rules and signals app. And I think that that's an area that we're looking at growing and developing. Obviously our pilot guides and charts come with a level of educational information as well. But yeah, Yeah. I I think social media and digital lends itself to that kind of format. And it's a bit of fun as well. And as you say, a bit of, a bit of interactivity. And I think, you know, all of us that, that uh, make the marine environment our life and, and you know, you're talking to, to us today on our podcast here, actually on a sailing boat, is that we actually do like to, you know, research. We like to expand our knowledge base. And I think what you're saying is that Imray can offer a huge depth of knowledge. Um, it's just a question of how you want to access it in what way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that... Um, we like the idea of being able to help guide people through their sailing journey. So we we try and offer these kind of families of products, which, you know, that take you right through from the first stages of planning and looking for inspiration all the way through to actually how you enter a harbour and 
how to do that safely. So I guess increasingly our products are going to be packaged up as families. So you might get books and charts together. You might get books, charts and digital together. You might be able to subscribe to pick particular areas and get all the information you need about that area. All of these things, you know, some of them are in their infancy and some of them are established. So our, our chart atlases with digital downloads have been around for a few years now. So yeah, we're, we're again, trying to constantly experiment and having the kind of feedback that you get from social media really helps to inform all of that. As we said right at the beginning, it's all about listening as much as, as telling. So the future, uh, you've referenced a couple of points already uh, for the Imre, in which direction you're going uh, in. So let's get into our time-travelling device, into our TARDIS, take ourselves forward, say, 10, 15 years. What, what would the future look like, Lucy, from your point of view, do you think? Well, I think that you'll see Imre charts on a wider range of devices, so on more third-party plotters, more third-party marine apps, Obviously, I think the future is going to be much more digital. So we're looking at ways that we're going to break data down from our books and present that in a kind of engaged, engaging digital format, which is more than just ebooks. People will be able to get information through things like podcasts and um, audio and video. You know, I think it's like many publishing companies. We're we're looking perhaps beyond paper, but at the same time recognizing the importance of paper as well and i think that when you're in a marine environment paper is not necessarily going to go away yeah so i get that, that that paper isn't necessarily going to go away but what else is there in the pipeline so in addition to paper we will continue to develop imre vector charts and produce products that work across paper and digital there are huge developments going on within Uh, technology around things like augmented reality that we haven't even begun to explore yet but I imagine that we will do at some point in the future and I think that we'll continue to break information into much smaller more digestible chunks I think people increasingly want to consume information quickly and don't necessarily want to spend hours reading things in the same way that they might have done years ago we've been talking to a number of liverboards a number of people doing extended cruising even in these difficult times and you look along their bookshelf uh imre first of all comes across very strongly as a provider of that information but secondly it, there is a wide range there of pilot books of charts um, so clearly the younger people are still engaging with them what about uh, people who've bought a shell channel pilot then perhaps uh you know two series ago is there enough changes to make it worthwhile upgrading to, to, to buy the latest version, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, well, I know that every two, three, five years, the author goes and does an extensive cruise through the area and updates everything. Um, I think increasingly you'll see those books supplemented with digital products that um, allow you to update. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to be the win, isn't it? It's, it's then, as you quite rightly say, the combination of the two. Lucy, we, we could talk for hours uh, about the whole ethos and background to Imre, but I think it's fair to say from everything you said today, it's about your team and clearly they are really engaging. They're enjoying what they're doing and that, that seems to come through from all the products. That's, yeah, that that's a good thing. I, I think it's really, you know, without um, the sense of family that Imre has, I don't think we'd be quite the same company. And I think that Again, it's the the team, the staff team is vitally important. You know, we've got people who have worked here since 
they started school many, many years ago, but we've also got new younger people who have got different expertise. So I think it's that, again, that combination of experience and um, new technical knowledge that makes our staff team really good. Our team beyond the people who actually work for him, Ray are of course our authors, but, but also the sailing community, you know, I think it's, it's a very social and you've touched upon already a kind of community based activity and people do it as a hobby and they do it for leisure so it should be fun and engaging as well as you know um, serious and important as well. Well that's certainly the ethos that you're portraying as well on behalf of your team and uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you very much indeed for joining us for today's podcast I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you I've really enjoyed it. The Imray Navigator app includes navigation tools and demonstration charts. Download it for free today.